RX. This is Studio 360. I'm Kurt Anderson. I'm Jocelyn Gonzalez from Studio 360. We're back with another installment of This Woman's Work, a series of stories from Classic Album Sundays and Studio 360. Classic Album Sundays is a program of community listening events founded by Colleen Cosmo Murphy, where fans listen to essential albums uninterrupted on state-of-the-art sound systems. For This Woman's Work, we're highlighting classic albums by female artists, women who have made a lasting impact on music and pop culture. This time, Lady Sings the Blues by jazz singer Billie Holiday. It was released in 1956 to coincide with her autobiography of the same name. By this point in her career, when she was just in her early 40s, Holiday's voice was sounding fragile and worn, the toll of a life marked by hardship and addiction. Although the more energetic sound of her earlier records is muted here, Holiday still delivers wise and moving performances in this collection of emotional jazz tunes. Many of the songs here became synonymous with her unique sound and persona. Here's Colleen. Billie Holiday remains one of the greatest jazz voices of all time and is still easily recognizable to music fans from all generations. Lady sings the blues She's got them bad She feels so sad the musicians and clubs of New York City were integral to the development of jazz. In the 1940s, bebop was born in the Big Apple with artists like Charlie Parker, Thelonious Monk, and Dizzy Gillespie. The 1950s saw the development of hard bop with Sonny Rollins and Art Blakey, the cool jazz of Miles Davis, and later the free jazz of Ornette Coleman and later John Coltrane, explored in downtown Manhattan venues like the Five Spot. But vocal innovator and world-famous Billie Holiday was unable to perform at these notable jazz clubs in the 1950s as her cabaret card had been revoked due to narcotics charges. So instead, she brought jazz to the mainstream by performing at a major concert venue, Carnegie Hall, in 1956. She once said of her style, if I'm going to sing like someone else, then I don't need to sing at all. In 1958, Frank Sinatra told Ebony magazine, with few exceptions, every major pop singer in the U.S. during her generation has been touched in some way by her genius. It is Billie Holiday who was, and still remains, the greatest single musical influence on me. She has also had a profound impact on contemporary artists, including Jose James, a singer who has beautifully bridged the worlds of jazz and hip hop for over a decade since the release of his debut album, The Dreamer. Is 
In 2015, James recorded a tribute album to Billie Holiday, covering his favorite songs on the album, Yesterday I Had the Blues, The Music of Billie Holiday, for the legendary Blue Note Records. When I found Billie Holiday, it really matched my teenage angst in a deep way. Not in a superficial way, you know, not in like, I'm a loner and I'm against the world, but she showed me that there was a way to feel pain and to transform it into art. You don't have to know anything about her life to feel the kind of pain and tragedy that embodies her music wholly. Likewise, British singer, actress, and former cabaret act Paloma Faith rates Lady Day as one of the most influential artists in her own upbringing. I know we try, pretend that this will work out, but lately acting's just no good. Maybe we're loyal, maybe we're not. She relayed how Billy was a unifying force at one of my classic album Sundays events. So my mother and father's music taste was always really conflicting, just like their whole relationship. Mm. But, <laughs> but this was the one person that I listened to in both households. I would say that for me, like she was the holy grail of how I wanted to be able to sing. And what I didn't realise as a young person sort of trying to copy is that you can't sing like that until some bad shit's happened to you. Some other spring I'll try to love Now I still cling to faded blossoms We'll return to our story in a moment, but first, I want to remind you that you can keep up with what we're looking at and working on by following us on Twitter, at Studio360Show. And now, back to our story. Assembled from recordings from 1954 and 1956, Billie Holiday's classic album, Lady Sings the Blues, was released at the same time as Billie Holiday's autobiography of the same name. To uh, make a long story short, my husband... One night we were talking and people had been writing things about me and getting them all wrong and all screwed up. I won't mention the newspapers or the magazines, bless them. So my husband said, why don't you write a book and tell your side? The book was ghostwritten by the New York Post's William Dufty and astonishingly rarely mentions her singing, but instead focuses upon the heartbreaking story of her life. Born Eleonora Fagan, Holiday started working when she was six and dropped out of school in the fifth grade and ran errands at a whorehouse. At the age of 12, she left her hometown of Baltimore and moved to Harlem with her mother, who worked as a prostitute. Billy became a prostitute herself, and later both she and her mother were arrested. But despite these obstacles, at the age of 17, she was discovered by record producer John Hammond, who arranged her recording debut with band leader Benny Goodman. Billy was on her way to stardom. By the late 1940s, Billie Holiday was a household name who had worked with some of the greats like Count Basie and Duke Ellington. And she had been the first black woman to sing with a white orchestra when she toured with Artie Shaw. Any old time you want me, I am yours For just the asking, darling Any old time you need me, I'll be there She was the biggest black entertainer in the world. 
She was in the paper all the time. She was the highest paid. She was the Beyonce of her time, or rather Beyonce is the Billie Holiday of our time, you know? But by the 1950s, Billie was also a regular feature in the tabloid press for the wrong reasons. Her drug abuse and her drinking, and her relationships with abusive men. He treats me awfully each time that we meet. It's just unlawful how that boy can cheat. But I must have that man. Billie Holiday's health deteriorated and so did her voice, especially by the time she recorded Lady Sings the Blues. But for many artists like Paloma Faith, her pain is what made her voice so evocative. Billie Holiday, she had an absolutely horrific life, mm. which is probably why she could sing so amazingly well. This was an album that I used to just like lay on the floor as a kid with my eyes closed and listen to and absorb and just being a good singer is not enough. Like, if anything, it's sort of secondary to having a voice and having something to say. She didn't have a musical education and developed her own sophisticated delivery and tone. She found inspiration by imitating musical instruments, especially the saxophone sounds of her great friend and soulmate, Lester Young. He would listen to her records for ideas and she would do the same. She really phrase like a sax player, and you can hear that immediately. And I was immediately struck by how she reharmonizes and changes the melodic line and the phrasing on anything she does. That first line of Body and Soul. My days have grown so lonely For you I cry, for you the only Which already just tells you everything because the original's Da, da 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 you know and she's just floating on top of it you know she kind of gets this reputation for being so laid back and behind the beat but she's also crossing bar lines and anticipating chords and what i mean is that she'll sing a note for a chord that hasn't been played yet and she'll let it hang there miles davis um, and all the kind of modern guys they kind of get a lot of credit for that stuff, but they also listen to Billy. You know, Billy's sort of like the wellspring of a how-to manual to do all the hip, cool stuff. Um, when you sing along with Billy, you realize, oh, wow, the breath control, the technique, the ideas, the, the bravery. She was completely fearless behind the microphone. Billy is, of course, praised for her voice, but she was also a songwriter, and she co-wrote two songs on Lady Sings the Blues, the title track and a song that would become one of her signatures. Mama may have, Papa may have, but God bless the child that's got his own, that's got his own. Not only did Billy have problems with men, but she also had difficulties with her mother, who had borrowed enormous amounts of money from her daughter to fund her restaurant, Mom Holidays. When Billy fell on financial hard times, she needed the favor returned. She once recounted, I needed some money one night, and I knew Mom was sure to have some, so I walked in the restaurant like a stockholder and asked. Mom turned me down flat. She wouldn't give me a cent. They argued and Holiday shouted, God bless the child that's got his own, and stormed out and went down to the club for a show. You know, according to legend, she sat down with the piano player and they just wrote it right then and there and started performing it. 
I really wish Billy had lived longer because she was such an incredible songwriter. There's something so direct and so clear in the way that she talks, but it's like so deep as well. You hear God bless the child that's got his own. You, you know exactly what she's talking about. She was like folks and she was also like extremely sophisticated. God Bless the Child was one of Billie Holiday's eight new recordings of some of her biggest hits featured on her 1956 album, Lady Sings the Blues. The album also featured four new songs, including a poignant song, I Thought About You, a song that Jose James chose to cover on his tribute album, Yesterday I Had the Blues, the music of Billie Holiday. I took a trip on a train and I thought about you. I just love how it's like a monologue. Somebody once said, you know, like Billie Holiday and like Abby Lincoln and all her sort of disciples, they were like great actresses doing a one woman show. A song like I Thought About You, I love that kind of writing because you're saying, you know, I took a trip on a train and it's sort of this like response, like a, a side, and I thought about you, you know. I passed a shadowy lane and I thought about it. And it just kind of goes deeper and deeper. I passed a shadowy lane And I thought about you Two or three cars Parked under the stars. And I love that it's a song about a private moment. When I was younger, it was romantic. You know, was, oh, oh, obviously, I thought about you as somebody from the past, and you messed up, and now you're on this train, and you're thinking about, okay. And then it was like, you know what? You, capital Y, I thought about you. The you could also be yourself, your younger self, or your ideal self, or the self that you thought you were going to be when you were young, and now you're that age. At every stop that we make Oh, I thought about you Even though it looked like Billie Holiday was on top of her game in terms of her professional life, what was happening behind the scenes played out very differently, not only personally, but also professionally. Imagine what Billie Holiday went through back in the 1940s and 1950s. She received lower wages than her male counterparts. She wasn't permitted to perform on a bandstand and wasn't given the same privileges at hotels in the South because she was black. She was heckled with audience members shouting degrading racist and sexist bile. And Billie Holiday certainly didn't receive the proper artistic credit she was due. Good morning, heartache, you old gloomy say. Good morning, heartache, thought we said goodbye last night. One of the highlights on Lady Sings the Blues is the song Good Morning, Heartache. What's lurking under that is a deeply passionate life and, and somebody who is struggling to maintain their humanity and their dignity in the face of oppression, sexism, you know, even within jazz. I don't think Billie Holiday really got her due as an innovator. It seems I met you when my love went away. Now every day I start by saying to you, 
hear a song like Good Morning Heartache, when I first heard it, it meant like romantic love, of course, you know, like, okay, another another man left her or something. But now when I, when I listen to it, I hear the weight of the world. I hear the weight of waking up in the morning as an entertainer, as an artist of color, as a woman, thinking, okay, here we go again. There's a whole long history of how the male genius and the female genius are compared you know when we have the Miles Davis when we have the Kurt Cobain when we have the the guy who's on drugs and he's falling apart but oh it's he's so tragic and he's he's a genius you know he's burning it he's Pablo Picasso you know it's all in service to the art but then when we have the Billie Holidays or the Amy Winehouse it's they're falling apart and they can't keep a man and you know it's so tragic and oh the drugs you know what I mean and now we get to the song that Billie originally recorded in 1939 and that she re-recorded for this album, Lady Sings the Blues. Southern trees bear strange fruit Blood on the leaves and blood at the root Paloma Faith. For me, the greatest song ever written, without a shadow of a doubt, is Strange Fruit. This is a song that became synonymous with Billy's musical career. It's really emotional, and it was written by a Jewish teacher, and obviously there's a history behind that as well, because the experience of Jewish people then being sung by in the voice of a black woman living through some horrific division. Strange Fruit was originally a poem written by Jewish-American teacher and songwriter Abel Mirapol to protest lynchings of African-Americans. Mirapol and his wife had adopted Julius and Ethel Rosenberg's sons after their parents were executed in 1953. His poem was later set to music, and Holiday made it a regular part of her live performances. As a song, it was so controversial that Holiday's record label, Columbia Records, didn't allow her to record it as they were fearful of retaliation. The bulging eyes and the twisted mouth. The lyrics are directly about the way that black people were treated in America the KKK hanging them from trees, and they are the strange fruit. Columbia Records released her from the contract for just this song. She recorded it under the pet name given to her by her friend Lester Young and recorded it as Lady Day for another label, Commodore Records. It sold a million copies, which must have annoyed Columbia Records. The poetry of the song is just breathtaking. I, I get tearful talking about it, get tearful listening to it, and it never gets old. It's like, for me, nothing will ever stop that being a painful thought that human beings could do that to each other. The song's timeless. Here's a fruit for the crows to pluck. Such was the power of this song that Atlantic Records co-founder Ahmet Erdogan called Strange Fruit a declaration of war, the beginning of the civil rights movement. 
The song has been covered by a diverse range of artists, including Nina Simone, Jeff Buckley, and Susie Sue. Because of its subject matter and Billy's inimitable delivery of the lyrics, it's a huge undertaking to cover this song. But Jose James did record it. If you're going to do a tribute to Billie Holiday, to me, you have to have Strange Fruit because if you don't, it's missing the, the whole point of who she was. You know, and back then, the industry was very, you know, mafia-controlled. There were real serious implications of making decisions like that. And she was like, I do not care. She risked her entire career and her life on recording that song. Then the sudden smell Burning flesh. It's so fragile, it's so vulnerable to sing that kind of song that requires an immense kind of James Baldwin level strength <laughs> to not lose yourself, you know, to not feel upset. Because when we were recording it, you know, Trayvon Martin had been killed and you know there are all of these weekly reminders of the injustice and struggle of, of black people in this country so it felt very relevant and very fresh it didn't sound like i was pulling an old song from the past it was like no this is happening today for the sun to rot Holiday made herself into a musical game changer and one whose repercussions are still strongly felt today. I think she's inescapable, you know, in the same way that John Coltrane is inescapable. There is no saxophone player that has not felt the impact of John Coltrane, and there is no jazz singer that has not felt the impact of Billie Holiday. Holiday's influence can be heard throughout many generations of musicians, from Frank Sinatra to Johnny Mitchell to Georgia Smith. The hardest thing I have learned is I can't help myself. I can't trust my worth. Then I can't trust my words. I can hear it in SZA. I can hear it in Janelle Monet. I can hear it in Janae Aiko. I can hear it in Erica Badu. I can hear it in Jill Scott. I don't know how to describe it, but you know, I can hear it in, in Nicki Minaj. I can make all your dreams come true. Wanna fall through, then you better come true. Female artists who are completely unafraid to be themselves, to claim their sexuality, and to play in a boys' club and to shine, which is what she did. Some of Billie Holiday's best work is held within the grooves of her album, Lady Sings the Blues. She is still considered a musical visionary and iconoclast. You know, so I think she has like a, a pervasive influence that's beyond just her vocal style. I think she set the tone for black artists to this day. She's a, a icon and a, a legend and I'm forever indebted to her. Willow weep for me. Willow weep for me. Bend your branches down along the ground and cover me. Listen to my plea. Hear me, Willow, and weep for me. 
Our story on Billie Holiday's album, Lady Sings the Blues, was produced by Colleen Cosmo-Murphy and by me, Jocelyn Gonzalez. The interview clip of Billie Holiday is from the Billie Holiday Experience on YouTube. For more, visit Colleen's website at classicalbumsundays.com. What's your favorite classic album by a female artist, and why? Tell us at incoming at studio360.org. Thanks for listening, and you can subscribe to Studio 360 at iTunes or Overcast or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. 